This is the Bull Mountain Brothers Podcast. Does it classify you as an adult to own an umbrella? What's the other one you use? Grubhub or something? Grubhub? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not getting it for you. So now he's the yawn guy? This is the BNB Network, and you're listening to the 61st podcast of the Bull Mountain Brothers. What's up, boys? Uncanny how he remembers that every time. I like it. I like it. We're do- I'm doing. You think good. I remember it every time? What is your I, what I'm is playing your process? Through, I'm playing it through my head. But I know. Is what just, is your process? You know, wrote down on his hand. I really think that if we were to just take the recording from the intro eight episodes ago, it would be so similar to every single episode that we have that you could just use that in film editing. I could tell you right now that your five four three two one is different. Every single episode. Oh, because all I'm changing is the number every time? No, it's because every time you say the number, we have the same conversation about how you've remembered the number. Dude, we'll never go a podcast without Ramsey just instantly being like... You know what's funny is every... The intro. Something about the intro. Every single podcast, as soon as you say the intro, Ramsey turns at me and has something smirky or, you know, smart to say to you about your your intro. It's funny. Ramsey, let me say my only five words of the episode. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my God. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. Hey, you two over there better just be quiet because we're at least this 50% of the table is actually wearing some merchandise for the company. I mean, yeah. Am I not? No. No. I'm not. Not even a spec. I'm going to be honest. We're just going to go deep right in, into into Riley's world real quick. Uh, I got up this morning. I took a shower and I couldn't find a shirt that I wanted to wear. So I just threw on a sweatshirt and I'm wearing just a sweatshirt right now. There's nothing underneath. So... That's like the h- most hardcore fifth grader thing I've ever heard. Oh yeah, from I'm, an I'm, and adult. it was almost like a, a dilemma when you're you know when you're that age. Yeah, like man, I'm hot. I want to take this off. <laughs> oh, for real, dude. All day I'm like working. I'm like I had I put a transmission in today, and you I, have work shirts. You literally I hate have them, dude. uniforms. I hate them. So they got they're a real thin material, like super thin, and they got buttons, bro. Uh, on they got pockets with buttons. You're pointing and, on your nipples they, right now. They chafe on my nips, dude. Mm. I hate it. Cut the buttons off. But what, then my stuff in the pockets will fall out. Nope. That's not how that works. You, I w- you would still have to be upset. I would rather <laughs> fight the dilemma of sweating it out in the sweatshirt than wear a work shirt. That's how much I hate wearing it. So them. he's he's worked. Well, he wow. Work grouty right now. Oh yeah, big time. Might, I think my hands are still black. That's disgusting. I, I just had he to just, come here. I had to record a podcast. What do you want me to do? He just rolled around. Wash your hands outside. when you leave work. I we had stuff to do. I had to run. I, I did wash them. I'm would I don't have bleach to wash with at work, so I don't know what you want me to do. Uh-huh. Yes, you do. All right, guys. <laughs> I, I apologize. I came to the podcast grungy. This I'm just gonna admit to it. I did. It's just pure this is pure it's laziness. That's what, that's what it is. We made we made a talk that we would try to come to the podcast looking professional. When we started talking about doing videos about four months ago, and I came here looking <laughs> disgusting. I I am wearing glasses that are have literally taped. <laughs> you know, it's funny. The guy sitting next to him was wearing the exact same sweatshirt. No, just a different Just shade. navy blue. Yeah. Carhartt. Where's that? What is it? Does my not say Yeah, it? it's... You, yeah, mm-hmm. Does it say it? Yeah, on that arm. No, it's on your right arm. It's on my left arm. Oh. <laughs> I should have looked because yours is on your left arm. What? That's not... What's going on? His hands are so black. I now that we talked I know, about that, I'm, I'm just they blend in with my shirt. Uh, anyways, after that random tangent, 
Jeez. Well, anyways, I wanted to. I didn't want to talk about the fact that yeah. So I, I had the sweatshirt. That's all I wore today. So you're right. Every time I'm like, man, I am literally dying of heat. I'm like, ah, I can't take it off. And you're probably your stockpile of clothes probably got taken home. Did too. let me ask yeah. you this though. At one point during the day, at the peak of your miserableness with the heat, did you? contemplate the idea of turning that Carhartt sweatshirt into a Carhartt cutoff. Like a Bill sweatshirt. Belichick style? Yes. You know, no, because I love this sweatshirt. Even though it's super great. Like, it's my favorite work sweatshirt. Um, What helped me today, even though I was super hot, is I it's started... cold and windy outside. No, I was still hot. It's been so hot in the shop, I don't know why. But... They I started wearing, I started wearing headbands degrees. again. Oh. Because I'm like, I'm overly committed to growing my hair out. And it's it's the worst adventure I've ever had, dude. My hair is worse than it's ever been. This comb over would be hard to do. Yeah. You walked into that door. And I mean, that's my point. Behind you, there's no coming back out. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, but like, I have to wear a headband because if I like bend over, my hair is in my eyes. I hate it. Why don't you just wear a hat? Because I don't like getting my hats gross. That's my hat. What do you care? I, I like it to look. I mean, I'm on a podcast. I'm trying to look good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do you have multiple hats in your truck, Sean? Sometimes. I have three to four hats. Like, how bummed would you be if that hat got, like, grease on it? I mean, it already it definitely already did. I was not happy. Like, the first day I had it, I, like, grabbed it, and I looked at my hands. I was like, no! So why would you wear that hat to work? Do you have nice hats and work hats? So, like, yeah. okay, my daily routine, I get to work, I throw my breakfast in the microwave, and then I go change. Well, usually I leave my work hat in the changing room, but I didn't. I left it on my toolbox, so I walked outside, and I got sidetracked, and I went and did something, and then I touched my hat. So what you're saying is you cannot work without wearing a hat. I always wear a hat all the time. You 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 couldn't work without a hat. No, there is a, like if I crawl in underneath the semi, like greasing it or something, I'll take my hat off just because it catches on literally everything and knocks it off every five seconds. But other than that, I'm always... Well, Sean and I have to wear hats because we're bald, so... You reached for that one? Um, I think it, I think it hit. I don't think it did. It hit a little bit. No. I mean, Riley's on that LeBron hairline. So. <laughs> LeBron hairline. Dude, my... See, this is where you're, you're reaching now because my hairline is actually intact. It's, it's thin, thinning. Three thinning. quarters of the way back It's your head. thinning. No, 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 no. My hairline's good. It's thinning. So like, you can't... I mean, it's not even a good joke. You tried. I think it I think it hit. Mm. I think this is a downward spiral. It is. I uh I wanna I wanna ask you guys something. Revolves the podcast. Oh okay. revolves we're, the podcast, podcast like a door. Now. Popular um thing going on right now. Tags were just drawn. Mm, they were yeah. drawn for uh deer deer and elk. That's kind of a sore subject for it's, me. it's pretty sore. <laughs> but I've been seeing a lot of um conversation on social media and on the FWP website revolving Montana Montana residents are a little annoyed this year for some reason because I'm I'm sure this has been a previous year's thing that non-resident tags draw before resident tags and so it's been like that ever since I went to this why do you guys think that is because they're in a different I think it's because they're in a different um like we're not drawing for the same. We are. Listen, I need you to tell me about this because you know more about this than I do. When you're a non-resident, 
you're drawing for the combo, right? And then you're also putting in for the special draw? So you draw for your combo, and then you have to put in for the special draw unit. So even if you draw your combo license, don't mean you're going to draw the special unit like in our area. <clears throat> but non-residents do draw first. Sean's correct about that. But non-residents, 10% of our uh, tag limit. So if there's 3,700 tags, there's three, like... Our archery used to be 3,700 out of, or resident tags, which is 370 out of state tags. So, yeah, I get, I get what Sean's saying. Why did they get drawn first? But I don't think it's a matter of getting drawn first. I think they just get displayed first. Does that make sense? They do get displayed I think, first. doesn't everybody get drawn at the same time? They do. Now, what did you find out as far as, because you went in and you contacted Montana Fishing Game or someone you know did about like, that they may be potentially going back to a different they're, format? What the gal said today on the phone is that they were going to go back to the old way. Which was, clarify that for me. So, like, we're 702, 703, and 705 for the area we're drawn right now for 799-21. Next year, it'll be all of 700. Mm, so, it was like when they did the 900 all-state. It'll okay. be identical. So, this only affects archery and... and, and the rifle will be just as confusing as it was before. Right, so my thing is, though, is, like, when you guys looked on there, like, the previous years, I never saw that, like, the big game combo thing come up on, on like, non-successful draws, you know, where I it think, came out with that whole list. That was new this year. I think what... That's only for non-residents. I think that was for right. clarification because people were, like, not understanding. Well, you know what I... So so the biggest thing that happened is the, the initiative, I, I think it was, like, I-199 or 7, whatever the hell it was, where they got rid of guaranteed, because outfitters used to have guaranteed tags. Like Trapper Dave had so many guaranteed deer and elk tags. Well, when they displaced that to the public, say Sean's going, well, why does Dave get a guaranteed elk tag for 700 district? We had a guaranteed deer elk combination license that was like $1,500 at the time. But they still have to put in for the special draw. So all of our clients would pay the $1,500 and then not draw their, their elk tag. Is that refunded? No. Now it's refunded. You get 80% of your money back if you don't oh. draw. And where the difference is between non-resident and resident is like right now you can go buy your deer and elk tag for whatever it is. And you get there's no drawing for it. Right. right? Whereas a resident has to actually draw that general license and then they have to draw you mean non-resident non-resident yes, draw. Excuse okay. me. yeah yeah so that makes sense because i was just really confused because when ramsey happened to call me mondays when they released it and i was like oh i better go check and i'm like well obviously there's nothing on the successful right so because we ended up not drawing the tag we wanted and i'm like scrolling down and it's like that table where mm -hmm. it's like big game combo and then it's got all the numbers for it and then it says you were not successful, big game combo, um, this district, multi district, and then and single area district. Yeah, and all then, that's for non residents. I don't know why that's on our our page. I was so because I had nothing so, to do with so that. So for instance, we had fifteen people that put in for non resident elk tags. We had three draw, two are resident. Out of our non resident. It was $1,387 a tag. They get 80% of that money back now. 
seven years ago, they got no money back. You draw the tag, you got, you got a guaranteed tag. What hurt us as public residents is it got, it got rid of a lot of block management. Our, our tags, you know, I think, what did we pay a hundred and some dollars for our, for everything? I think for everything that we did, and we added a couple, we did like bison and moose. Yeah. It was like 165 bucks. Yeah, that's about. Okay, out of that 165 is not paying for block management. I'm sorry, it's not. I mean, our our money, when you buy a $17 deer tag, is not paying for that block management. It was out of state. Well, real, wouldn't you say realistically anymore, like 90% of block management is being paid by... Yeah, I don't even know what's being paid. What's well, the number? It's being paid. It's the number out of state, they're paying out. out. Yeah, but my question to that then the previous year thing with uh, paying that fifteen hundred dollars or whatever, did you have another payment you had to make on top of that if you drew that tag? So 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 you get you drew your your general deer out combo, and then you had to put in another two hundred ninety four dollars for your uh for special permit for special draw which was non-refundable so essentially you paid your fifteen hundred dollars to so, get so your... our guys were paying eighteen hundred total non-refundable so you pay that's crazy as a non-resident you know back in the day you would pay fifteen hundred dollars and that gets you a general deer and elk tag and then if you wanted in a specialty draw unit you had to pay that extra 290 for yes. the chance yes but all of that was still a gamble Yep. So how? But they're doing it the same now. You're just not guaranteed that uh, general that right, combo. You have to draw for that. But, too. Right. But, but you get the eighty percent. Difference is you get eighty. So so like our guys that put in for the seven ninety nine dash twenty one seven ninety nine dash twenty tags that didn't draw, they either could keep their big game combo, and they were out, or they could refund eighty percent of that license back. Right. So back then, you you were actually. You bought essentially two general tags for fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Yes, and which then, is like it would, it'd be the same for you. Like if you're going to Idaho right now, you'd be paying that kind of money too. Right. Which is oh yeah. What it is. Yeah. But I just thought it. But the, the difference is, is when it was guaranteed outfitter tags. If you drew a general tag, but you didn't draw, say the the special area, yeah, you could go to the gardener and still shoot your elk, but you had to go through an outfitter. Oh. Okay. Now, now, now they can go on their own to a general uh, area yeah yes where before it was a guaranteed outfitter tags and they had to hire an outfitter so then back it was separate then if you were just joe blow from illinois that didn't know anybody from montana didn't want to pay outfitter rates but you wanted to go hunt montana then you were in a draw so you were okay so i want to bring something up based off of you bringing this up and something you said earlier you were reading a lot on let's just be honest we all follow the forum it's the Montana hunting page. Like there's 25,000 people on there. I think a lot of people get their information from there. Um, I did see the same thing where there's a lot of people talking about, and I, and I saw something concerning along those lines is it, and someone made the comment that they, and I think they had some proof backing it. So I can comfortably say this out loud that what was happening is these non-residents that are doing their self-guided hunts and whatnot uh, on your own adventures, you know, he's talking about like, you can go now you can go do it. You don't have to hire an outfitter. Uh, what they're doing is they're drawing the, the combo and thinking that they drew for district because you, I saw a bunch of posts of the guy saying like, I drew for this 
Right. I drew, you know, what they would say. Because it does the multi like, I drew, I drew the 702 uh, combo, and then people are like, yeah, that's not how that works. Yeah. You drew yeah, the yeah. combo tag. There's no way. You, you don't draw. Di- so what people are doing is they're coming to the state, and they're shooting elk on these districts yep. when they don't have tags well, for it. And it's not, and it's not necessarily... A hundred percent, the non-residents' fault is because, like, as I'm explaining what I saw when I looked on there, it's when it shows you successful. It's the same graph on successful if you draw that tag, and it gives you that multi-area, single area, and then one district area. So when you're reading that, it says successful on multi-area district, and that district that you're talking about, let's say it's you know the 455 or something like that. That's a draw only for bulls. It'll say successful on that 455. So maybe that's why your client got confused. Remember, because you said he had to call in to see is because he was probably successful on the combo. Yeah, he was successful and unsuccessful on the permit. I think. And when he called them this morning, they said, "Well, we'll refund eighty percent if you don't want the tag." So that's what they done. I think what what happens is is when they first choice as an out as a as a non resident that specialty draw tag after paying for that big game combo. I think when you're successful with the big game combo and not necessarily the special draw tag, it puts the district that was your first choice for special draw in front of the big game combo. And that's why it's confusing a lot of people. But but don't, I mean, tell me if you think I'm right here. What? Did I do a lot of stuttering? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, There has to be people out there that are coming in from other states and shooting animals in the district that they don't have a tag for thinking they're correct well i'm like sure tell me that has that has to happen happens to residents too i mean let's be honest that's more oh. dim-witted than you would think but, I but as a resident how would you like you just right. have to do that like just completely blatantly like poaching right but in the the, the non non-residents i can see where there would be some conflict of interest on like everybody always says i saw like i can't remember the guy's name on it or whatever but one of the comments was like why is it every year that you know when you go to look to see if you draw a tag, it's like trying to read Chinese printer instructions, you know? And it's like, <laughs> well, like it's could you argue that's how like even know. the regulations are too? It, it, I mean, in a way, like anything with time and, and uh, you know, you've done it for a while, you're comfortable with it. The, all four of us could go read through the regulations and something might not make sense to us, but our common sense revolving hunting in Montana is going to clear that up a lot faster than somebody that doesn't, hunt here every year you know what i'm saying i'd say i still like and this is just because of like stuff that's happened to me in my past i still read and reread especially like when matt and i are sitting down and looking at tags together because we, we apply for the i mean almost identical yeah i think the only thing i did different than him than him this year is i i did a uh snag and release on paddlefish it's the only thing i think we did different but um I still go, I'll still go through and then I'll go reread it again because like, I just get afraid that what, what happened one time, Ramsey, what, what did I do to us one time with antelope that uh, pissed you off more than anything? So back in the day, you've never had to deal with this, but the two sections of where we hunt, mm-hmm. split. Mm-hmm. they're split by highway. Mm-hmm. It used to be 550. And five and this is when no, no, it used to be 560 and 550. And and this is sorry to interrupt you, but this is also when we used to apply by application. So I wrote I wrote Ramsey. What we would do is I would go look up all the districts and I would write it all in for us. Right. So we'd be sitting at a table and I'd say, Yep, we're putting in for this district, putting for this district and this district, and continue your story. Thank you. Sorry. 
So it tells me to tell a story, and then he wants to tell after. Sean, did you ever have to? Did no. you ever anyway, do paper? Anyway, paper apl- anyway. applications. My first, not not for antelope, but I did for um. Well, no, you've always been online. When did that end? Oh shit, that's been gone for what nine years? Oh yeah, eight or nine years. Yeah. So anyway, paddlefish. I did. Yeah. At this point in time, the only good antelope hunting was on this side, this side of the highway, and we didn't have property on this side of the highway. And uh, we might have had like one shitty spot. Well, and, what, and this was right around the time that uh, blue tongue had come through and really wiped out a huge population, but it only affected the east side of the highway. And uh, Riley put in for the wrong side. So you and guys, we drew. And we drew. All of us for the wrong, for the shitty all side. three of us. Because you, it, it, it was such, at that point in time, it was so terrible hunting that <laughs> no one put in for that side of the road. Have any of you guys shot an antelope on that side of the highway that you're talking about? You have. Am I the only one that has? I think you're the only one, yeah. Really? Yeah. But now we have I much would, more. Uh, well, yeah, but I could see still how the other side of the it's highway It's tough, is. dude. It's, it's way better. Oh, way better. But now it's all one It's all one gigantic right. section that stretches even further into other districts. It's so far. It's I mean, weird. if you look at the, like a map on it, it's got to be top three largest get... antelope hunting districts. Well, you know why they did that. It might be the... Well, it have the... to be. But they could cut tags doing that because then you could look at one... See, what what you could do is now you have this district that you've been hunting forever. Well, on paper, there's more tags in that district, right? Yeah. But it's like 10 districts combined now. I wonder... So if it's it, way less tag. I wonder if they were to take... Like, let's just say that this side of the highway had... Let's just use a number. They had... Uh, 85 or 80 80 drawable antelope um uh permits the other side of the highway had uh 80 would you assume that when they combine those two that it'd be 160 or do you think it'd be less so it's, gonna it's, be it's actually funny that you say that so i it, when they changed the sections around i took it and i added them all up and it looks good on paper, but it's significantly less, right? Less tags. Really? Well, yeah, it's it's easy. It's easy for them to be like, oh, well, now all these people are included. You know what I mean? Like all these people can hunt this one district. All you gotta do is put one for one tag. But then they can just I guess what I'm saying is you can inflate the number. It looks like a much larger number. Right. But all these districts that were offering it's the same thing with like the archery tags too. Oh yeah. When they were doing the the 900 archery tag, which is for the whole state, you can draw an elk. They were giving away thousands of tags. It was all, it was a 98% draw, I want to say, or 99% draw. I think it was low 90s, but it was still really good. What is what is the percentage now on the um? I think the one that worked. I mean, Matt didn't draw this year, and that's the first time in how many years? Nine. Nine years. You've yet. drawn it for nine years or eight years in a row? Yeah. Holy cow. So it's got to be in the 70s, right? I, well, I think it started in the 90s, and now I would guarantee you it's down in the in the low 80s to high 70s. It's like 83.7. Holy cow! What's the like? I drew it. If we want to, if we want to talk about that, no, no I don't really want to talk about that. <laughs> the 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 biggest thing on the the tags is we thought it was going to be better when they done these new units. Because before, when you put in for the archery tag for our area, went from, what the hell, Highway highway 47 used to be the border. That was 509 on the Pine Ridge side and 
702 on the the other side. But it went from Custer, Montana, all the way to the North Dakota border. And there's 225 rifle tags. Well, and you know, the thing is, too, if you look at the eastern side of the state, those those regions are massive compared to everywhere else. Like, right. when you get basically from Billings, I would say, well, yeah, they can, north, well, 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 they the, can be, there's the, less animals. They're the, huge. The 700 district was the biggest district in Montana. Oh, yeah. And you can tell on a map, but... Uh, well, well, you know what's crazy is Josh and I used to hunt, uh, I would say probably 70 miles in the opposite direction, and we were hitting 700 district. What, well, I know what's super crazy is 12 years ago, it was a general tag. For, for what? My area. Yeah, it was just over the counter. For a bull tag? Yeah. For rifle? No, for, for, for archery. So when you looked up that, uh, what are the what are the antelope numbers for for draws on in that new district? Uh, I want to say it's a it's between eighteen hundred and twenty two hundred. So what's that percentage put at it? I don't know, but like you know what's crazy is Ramsey used to draw that tag like every other year, every single. Year. Well, we knew a ton of guys that drew that tag last year, except for one. <laughs> but it was kind of cool because I was like, that was my last year was my first year actually putting in for antelope. Well, no, that's not true. That was my first year drawing an antelope tag. Did you guys put in for antelope this year? Yeah. You have already? Yeah. For rifle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, we talked to those... Did you just question whether I drew an antelope tag for or put in for rifle Well, I or just... Bow? See, personally, and this is just personal preference, yeah. but um, I just have... Until I, like, can't walk anymore, there's no point for me personally to do put in for anything other than archery tags. She just one antelope and that's the antelope god. Well... <laughs> it's kind of true did matt just say that <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean i still love you buddy i don't get what he said i didn't hear him you but... shot one antelope with your bow and now you're the antelope bow god no 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 no, no, no. 900 no, to die bro no, I've, I've always put him for that tag though because i can there's that place that's super close to my house i think if i oh, want to okay. go there if i want to go there on like a after, after like a, after work <laughs> well back back <laughs> then when i started yeah. bowling, okay, but that's my what thing it was. is my thing is is it would be very hard pressed for any of us in this room to see that guy pick up a rifle and actually hunt to, like realistically you know but all honesty watching him shoot that antelope last last year with his bow was was awesome amusing and awesome all at the same time but watching that shot and hitting him and going down after the stock was unbelievable. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you know any, it would have been even cooler as if it would have been on film. Yeah. But well, anything with a bow, honestly, is more. I'm not. I'm, that's not what I was trying to get at. What I was, I was just saying, like for me, like <laughs> you guys, Matt came at you like that. that you guys don't hilarious. get it. Like what I'm trying to say here is like I like. No, the, we get it. We're just. I like the opportunity. I, I like the yeah, opportunity. Yeah, come back. on, you don't need to. You don't need to rebuttal they, yourself. They, no, here. The, I just like having more opportunity. We're just giving you a hard time. It's all right. There's no hurt feelings. You know, there. and and I I know where you're coming from, Riley, 100. percent But I really like I'll eat antelope over elk all day long. So I want a rifle tag because I want to shoot an antelope. Right, but your archery tag is much easier to get than our rifle archery tag. Or oh my god, rifle archery tag. I mixed up the two. You I mixed, shoot your rifle out of your bow. I mixed up the two a. I mixed up the rifle archery tag. I mixed up the two a words. Your Rifle antelope tag is easier to draw than where we put in for rifle. For like us or you guys? I, for them. It's easier I, I for would them? Never, I would never put in for antelope where he You know, it's crazy. Tag. How many times have you drawn that antelope rifle tag where, where you guys go? A lot. Right? 
Maybe three times in my life. Okay, maybe I'm lying. I how, many, how many times? He, three times in his life he hasn't. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought he said he had So what is that percentage at? It's got to be pretty good, right? It's good. Yeah, it's 96 90%. probably. So then what is ours? Okay. I've gone three years without drawing that rifle tag. You want to know something You crazy? didn't draw it last year? I haven't put in for it for no, you drew a it, long time. you drew it two years ago. You did. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. Since I shot my first antelope. I flip-flop all the time. It's usually Josh that's like, I'm going to let you talk. It's usually Josh is like, hey, let's archery hunt this year, then I'll put in for the archery tag. Yeah. But now I, I just have no reason to not. Like, Did I you just... put in for the archery again? Yeah. Oh. Go okay, ahead. go ahead. Are you sure? You don't yeah. have anything else yeah. to add? I mean, I could keep going if you want. but I was just going to say, it was, it was short, that since I shot my first antelope, that's last year was the first time I've ever drawn the tag and not used it. But don't you don't ever see yourself that like that is true. You don't actually. like as because you've shot antelope enough times now, been successful. There's not a there's not a bone in your body that's like maybe I'd like to try and shoot one with my bow. No, really, no. I don't think like the way you look at different hunting styles. I feel like is in waves because like for you, you were really hell bent on shooting a bull with your bow, right? And then after you shot your first animal, that being an antelope. I think that's just like you're addicted to not pulling a trigger. You know what I mean? And so like that could change for, you know, both of, like us two with after, you know, we shoot something with a bow that could change. But at the same time, he's so used to antelope hunting with a rifle that I don't, I mean, it'd be hard pressed for him to try and change. My favorite um, kind of hunting. It is like antelope Do you really want to get my real take on it? No, we want you to lie. As far as what? As like what you're saying right now, like why my mentality is the way it is on what I'm putting in for. Well, I think it was because you, I mean, this is my opinion on your opinion. Is it because you can hunt earlier? No. I think it was just oh, because you like truly got addicted to what, pulling that trigger on a bow. That That's part of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like I think that, um, I think that there's a part of it like where bow hunting itself is just so much more spiritual and like everything right. I love about it. But like the real thing is like I'm gonna get real with you right now. I am a guy that wants high percentage opportunity, and when I look at a rifle elk tag, I don't see I see very low percentage, and and it's just just based off of my personal ability to hunt on certain places. And the way I've always looked at when I put in for tags, um, especially the last four or five years, is where I'm able to hunt could end tomorrow for and I'm not to offend anybody in here but it could end tomorrow and so I want the highest percentage chance of me being able to go hunt that place and so that's that's what the archery tag does for me I don't think you've lost your stimulus though with a rifle because as the two of us saw with that highlined elk was that two years ago in shoulder I mean even though you say you weren't gonna you you weren't gonna pull the trigger I mean the speed that he was out, re- like, you know, looking in the direction and finding the animal in his crosshairs. I mean, the, I don't think Sean, you've lost that I'm, yet. I'm just going to tell you right now, as far as modern day gunslingers go and shooting, well, from, in certain shooting s- from a shoulder. <laughs> yeah. This guy right here is probably one of the best shots I've ever met in my entire life. No, I mean, hands down. Outside of that, I'm just saying that he hasn't. You have not lost your. I don't think because I know you like the you like archery and everything. I don't think you've lost your rifle completely, right? Well, no, but 
I don't know. I just, I much would rather see you guys. I would rather be there to watch you guys kill stuff with a rifle than do it myself. I don't know why. I don't Doing know that why. Stocking spot on that antelope last year was unbelievable. Yeah, and I just, I don't know. There's something with the rifle. I just like, I, I, I don't. I haven't lost it. I just would rather. I don't know. And again, like I say, to be honest with you, like yes, the archery hunting is a deep thing in my body. But at the end of the day. When I put in for tags, it's all going to be like, okay, if someone was like, hey, you can go hunt the nine or the the 1011 district. Uh, we have uh, opportunity for you to go hunt this private land over here. And the rifle tag is 100% draw. I'm going to go put in for that rifle tag. Right. When I look at the archer tag, it's near. it's been close enough to a, a 100% draw for me that I'm going to keep putting in for it because oh, yeah. it's my highest opportunity to go hunt elk. How many, I, how many years in a row have you drawn that tag? Four. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. For sure, I'd do the same thing. I, I mean, got that tag once. Mm-hmm. That was the other thing that happened with us last year is when they... Um, they uh, Why can't I think of the word now? This Or they surplus that tag that, oh, yeah. that we ended up getting on. We've done year. that two years in a row now. That had to have been the biggest mess up in FWP. Because how many t- how many you used to put in for that tag as a nine hundred correct mm-hmm. and it was a low low drawing, I would say lower than what you're putting in for now. No, 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 it was high percentage. You draw. think really? Oh yeah, the nine hundred tag. When the nine hundred tag was around, I drew it every single year. Uh, you could there was years when it first came out, and I don't remember if you had this too, but I would first choice a rifle tag and second choice a nine hundred tag, and I would get the nine hundred tag. Yeah. Well, in that case. That's not unheard it, of anymore. Is it still I, shocking to you guys to see and let's, the let number? Me, let me classify. I, I'm not trying to interrupt you, but let me classify. It. For those of you who don't know, the 900 tag is a archery-only tag in Montana, which got abolished like two years ago. This would be the second year. I think last year was the first year that it wasn't there. And essentially, like you could almost hunt every district in Montana with this one archery tag, and now there's specific district-specific archery tags. So for those of you that didn't know, I just want to yeah. clarify that before Sean asks this question. But... To you guys, would you say that seeing that that high of a number of tags being surplused is like shocking? Yeah, it's really weird. I mean, like, could it you imagine if they would have surplused your district with all those archery tags? I mean, you would have. I think there was one. like seven hundred and how many? Seven hundred twenty-six was the tag number. Yeah, originally they only like only like a hundred and ten people put in for it. I just think it's. I wild. think it, what was it? Nine hundred and fifty-five tags. I just total. think that messed their quota number up, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, maybe we should give try to give out all these." Well, I mean, yeah. I, well, the biggest thing is, is we just need somebody in office that can come on the show and explain this to us. Yeah, for sure. oh yeah, because yeah, there's so there's some gray area. I mean, it is fun to speculate about some of the stuff you know, and just discuss there's it. There's just but. a lot of shit that us being in the hunting world for so long, we still don't know why it is the way it is. No, yeah. And maybe you could get explained to us, and it's like, oh yeah, maybe we should stop bitching about it because there is a real yeah. But there's always it. gonna be something to bitch about. I mean, it's a well, well, it's well, a government but, run acronym. I mean, but it would be cool to get like somebody from F- FWP to come on and explain some stuff to us. Oh yeah, especially this time of the year when we're really talking about. I mean, because this is gonna lead us into a lot of our usual. I mean, we had this conversation last year. Like, okay, the first thing you need to do when you're doing any preparation for hunting season is to figure out where you're gonna put them for tags, like we're talking about right now. Once that's discovered, once you find out what that is, then you can go into the next step. Like already we've, I mean, Sean and I talked about this on the phone the other day. Um, the way that you're mentally preparing for that hunting season is so different depending on what you draw. So Sean and Ramsey didn't draw. You guys will be public land hunting elk again, archery hunting, which is harder work. 
We all know it is. Which, I mean, we said that last year because same thing happened last year, but we decided that even if they were to surplus the said area. Again, like they did last year. You're just going to commit to the mountains. With other people that I know drawing that tag, I don't want to put pressure on the area. And we'll get to that in a second because I do want to bring that up. Um, But back to what you were saying, though, as long as it was an antelope, I think you can prepare very well because that's another animal why they wait so long to draw those tags. Right. But like what I'm trying to say is, so you guys got, you're going to hunt hard in the mountains, right? So you're hiking in, you're doing a lot more than you would be doing your prairie elk hunting, right? I drew an archery tag. Matt did not, but he's still my hunting partner. Full time camera guy. We're we've already talked about like the amount of effort we want to put in just to see what we can come up with this year. So what I'm looking at is like, so let's say that neither of us drew that archery tag. We'd have no reason. I I would I would personally have no reason besides maybe uh if I got the antelope archery tag, which I is like almost hundred percent draw, I'll probably get it no matter what. Um that's the only reason I would, and I would probably hunt by my house and that would be it. But like him and I would not put any, he already told me, he's like, well, I guess I don't need to restring my bow. And that's kind of probably the same mentality I would have. But now that I drew it and you guys are doing what you're doing, now we can plan for like Sean and I talked the other day, two to three to four days a week, starting up soon, shooting the bows, right? Um, after I get mine back from being restrung myself, we're going to get back into that, you know, we're planning right now. Bow shooting every week, as many days as we can. And then as well as like, I think you've talked about even ramping up your um, workouts. Oh, yeah. Vision. To get oh, more been, prepared for mountain. Been looking at the best uh, backpacks. Well, well the biggest thing is, is that that public hunting. I mean, we had a pretty good friend last year that shot a hell of a good bull in public land. Well, it's definitely doable. It's like, I mean, and you think Ramsey had been talking about like for a while. He he knows he's been hunting this area for so long. You guys are pretty confident in your ability to get into elk. It's just the the shitty thing is, is like you're looking at like a much longer drive. So like everything costs more money, everything like your time to go do it. Like you can't just get up in the morning. You can't get up. You guys aren't going to be able to get up late and go elk hunting. Oh, it was really nice last year. Seriously. I mean, it is. It, we did talk about that, too. It's like... Yeah, we've talked about... I mean, Sean's work is super flexible to a, an extent, but... Yeah, as long as his boss... My new job is uh, is a lot more flexible when it comes to hunting season, because both of my bosses are big-time hunters. So you guys might take a Friday or Monday off? Might even be like a Thursday, Friday, Monday kind of thing, like... I think my problem in the past, because we always ran into elk, but we never like... Which spot are you talking about? Where we're going to be. Oh, yeah. We always ran into elk, but it was like, okay, we know they're here, but it's Sunday. If I had tomorrow, I could probably, you know, make a move on them, and I don't want to run into that situation. So it's like, why don't we take a couple days, you know? And it's not going to be an every weekend thing. I mean, we might do it twice in a, in a month or whatever, but I definitely want to spend at least two full weeks days wise up in the mountain. When we have a, we have a totally different spot now that we are fully confident in 
and you know as as far as confidence can go within you know not being there in the season, but you know it's, it's going to be a lot easier for us to make plans for um, how we want to geographically put our boots on the ground. Essentially, is what is what I'm getting at here, and yeah. so it's the planning is going to be a lot better than. Even last year, because I know like on the podcasts that we had leading up to archery season last year, I know Riley always had said, you know, like Matt and I, you know, you guys both drew that tag last year. Like we got this, is this is what we're doing. You guys had your little discussion and he goes, well, then Ramsey and Sean, you know, they got their, they've been discussing it for weeks and, you know, months. We really didn't have that much discussion because the area we knew so well, you know, (laughs) this time it's going to be, it's going to be truly like sit down, look at a map type of hunting. Which is, it's cool. I'm and I'm excited. I mean, for it. you do lose some things too. Like you're not gonna have your your trail cam stuff, um, right. which I mean is and honestly for archery hunting, it really wasn't that effective anyways for where you guys were at because you, you no, couldn't get I in just, there. You'd have to get in there. It just told me what was there after I was like gone. a week a week later. Yeah. You'd be able to know what was there. And so it didn't knew. really help you. Well, anyways. that's the thing is like there's three hot spots on that property. You know, yeah, yeah. that's what we hunted. Now, do we have pictures? Uh, you know leading up to season of animals that we wanted to stick an arrow in. Yeah, absolutely. But at the end of the day, that's three spots, you know, like we have an entire mountain range that we're going to have to, you know, police mentally and get like, it's going to be huge. Like, well, I'm buying some moccasins (laughs) stealth mode and correct me if I'm wrong here, but and I think that like, you're talking about like you guys are putting all this effort in and like, you might look at it like it's, it's, it is. And it's, what's cool about the podcast too, is we can go back and look at last year we had two set, and we're going to have the same thing, but it's a different, different atmosphere. We have two sets of guys doing two different things in two regions. The only thing shitty for us this year is like, obviously, you guys are having to go further away, and Matt and I are one tag down because Matt's not going to go with you guys. You very well could if you wanted to. He probably will never do that. Nope. Um, <laughs> but what Matt and I developed, I mean, years ago is like this, and like I said, forgive me if, um, I don't know if you're going to agree to this or not, but like the best memories that I've made in the hunting world have been archery hunting with Matt in the last four years. Like some of the craziest shit that I've seen and like done has been hunting with Matt. And like I think that even though he didn't draw the tag, we'll still be able to go do that together. I think that's hunting what with planning. you last year when you shot your bull was better than if I would have shot Chance's bull last year. Uh, I mean, honestly, I, and I and I yeah. I mean, we've talked about this. Yeah. Come on, man. I don't <laughs> know about that. We, we we've no, talked about well, this. Well, it's hundred percent. I mean, I I'd rather call and watch him stick a huge bull or a decent bull than me stick the monster. Honestly, well and. I still look back on, I think it was 2020, um, when there was... Good year. Good year. <laughs> I get to look back on years, which is really cool. Uh, 21 sucked. Um, and, and and that was that was post-fire. Um, the elk hunting was really tough. Uh, but 2020... And, and last year, it really came back. Like, there was a lot of good elk hunting yep, last yep. year. But that 2020 season, we were in elk every single time we went out, all day. And we made some memory, even though that neither of us even, I don't even know if we got an arrow off. Oh yeah, we did. I did. Um, I did. Some of them, just the memories that we made out elk hunting was just, I just, I still look back on that year and just think of some of the, I mean, there was times. Well, it was just dumb shit. Like just sitting on the side hill and watching elk at 
3,000 yards that you couldn't get to, but just laying there and watching them and bullshitting and just having a well, good Well, think time. about this. I mean, we had we had one night where um, I'll talk. I'm just going to name some scenarios just so you get an idea like how awesome this was. There was one night where uh, we were getting tired and we just ended up hopping in the ranger and we were bombing around just kind of hitting ridge lines. Just, just we knew nothing was going to happen. It was hot. And, uh, I just, I still remember the, the, the face we made when we looked at each other, but we hit this, we, we went way too far with the ranger cause we were, we hadn't seen shit all, all afternoon. And we come over this corner there was like 50 elk and one giant six just hanging down in this bottom cannon. We both like, like, like we both like did this and we we're like, oh shit. Like, like we're driving the ranger and we acted like we were tiptoeing backwards and we were <laughs> actually just had to drive. But there was that moment, there was, uh, the same canyon and I don't think it was the same. I don't think it was the same night, but it was it was the same area. Matt and I dumped down into this canyon, and he called a bull up like over my shoulder, at, like fifteen yards, and it was just standing up behind this bush over top of me. And I never saw it, but he's up there the whole time watching it. And this elk's just like right up on this bench, and he said, "I just remember him telling me, he's like, dude, you could watch the horns come up, and his head would stick because he knew I was there or something. I don't yeah, remember what yeah. it was. Uh, and then one night we were out there." And uh, he stuck me in the middle of this juniper bush, and he went and called up on the top of this ridge. And I think we've talked about this before. This was the the night before you came out, and the uh, the scary situation happened. And uh, Matt had he was calling cow calling. And I think we had fifteen bulls in that canyon yeah. all around us screaming. Dark. Ten more minutes, we would have had him. And I I think back to those nights, man. And I just like those are the those are the nights that like I'll cherish on my deathbed. And like that's why. Um, I'm just like, I'm happy to have a hunting partner like that. Like, even though he didn't draw, like, I know that we're still going to be able to have those kind of memories. Even if I don't even pull the trigger again this year. I mean, you know how hard elk hunting is. But just to be able to do that is, uh, I don't know, that's what matters to me. Yeah. it's. I mean, it always sucks not drawing the tag, obviously, because I've been putting in for it for eight years. But... I think. What did you What did you bomb your bonus points on then? The archery tag is that how that you lost one it? year that I got it and went with you guys, and that lost all your bonus points mm-hmm. because you were like, "Hey, just just do this. Hey, just do this," and I'd have like eight bonus points, but it's fine. I mean, I think what me and Sean are going to be doing is going to do a lot of what you said, and we're going to. Whether we're in the elk or not, I think it's going to be a good time. I mean, it's an area that I absolutely love. It's one of my favorite places to be. I'm up there all the time. But I just... But don't you think, like, coming, like... It would mean You're going to be, what, 26 or 25? 25. I can't remember how old you are. You're going to be 25. Like, you have a very... uh, You just got a new job. You're way more established, right? You're making a lot more money. Um, Like, everything in your life is a lot more established. So... And especially you too, Sean, like your, your company is very successful. Everyone, like you're at a point in your life now where like hunting like this, you can take extra days, you can take extra time, you can put more effort into it. And it actually makes events like going and doing these hardcore in the mountain hunts more enjoyable because you're not stressed for like, oh, I got to get back. You know what I mean? Like, of course, like there's, you know, throw significant others into the, into the factor that makes things a little tougher to be gone for weeks at a time. But, um, to do a three or four day hunt to in the mountains, like you could accomplish a lot. I, 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 I honestly think like for me, not drawing my tag this year sucked, but in a way I'm like relieved that I didn't draw it. 
Like I don't have to worry about it. If that uh, it probably don't I mean, make it, sense to you, but but like for me now, now I don't have to focus on we got to kill two bulls. You know, I, Riley's got to get one. I got to get one. <clears throat> now I know it's just Riley. So now we can go in the country that you and I walked chasing chasing a deer last year and just focus on those areas because I have one hunter. You right. know, we're not trying to go in one spot and I'm going to go in another spot. And, and, and you can take a camera with you. Yeah, hopefully. And we don't have to, you know, not that like there's anything at all. Not hopefully, man. It, it's kind of cool. Like him and I can do, I don't know, I'm sure his... Once once the drawing happened and once we talked about hunting season, I'm sure his mind's spinning on what he wants to do. And of course, mine's spinning on my own. And then we'll come together and do what makes the most sense. Do the exact opposite because that's <laughs> the way you guys operate. I think what's going to be cool, and I don't know if he has plans for this or not, but I've been thinking about it. Like, we're going to be able to, if we want to, go do some like hike, some pretty good hikes into places. Not like crazy, but like go check out some new area like he's talking about. And we're not doing it like, I don't know, like we can kind of be close to each other. You know what I mean? And like, you're not exploring new area with mountain lions and shit and well, well the drop cool thing is, is I don't have to pack a bow or none of that crap. Now I can pack a camera and my call. That's all I really have hey, to worry about. He just, he, he, he said it. It's on video recording now. He's got to bring a camera. Every well, and Matt missed the podcast. Exactly. Where I talked, Matt missed the podcast where I talked about this the other day. And I, and I really, am, I try to say stuff. Did just have a stroke or he just repeat himself? Sorry. I don't know. Um, I try to say stuff so the audience doesn't like, I'm not trying to be cocky when I say this. I'm just trying to give like a good representation of like what we can offer. And I still stand by this. And now that you're here, I, I can know if I can get a second. But if we filmed 100% of what we do, we could have some of the best footage on the planet. Oh, absolutely. And, and now that Matt can hold the camera quite often like we could bring some really cool like we're talking about all these amazing experiences that we've had we can start sharing them yeah that would be cool i don't know but some of where we're going i don't know if we're even if it's going to be logical there's still some of me that like i cherish i gotta figure out i cherish some of those things that it's only i don't know i'm so i'm such a a hippie sometimes dude because like i i is a snowflake there's memories like i said that we made that no one else will ever get to experience they're never going to see it on film they're never gonna they're never gonna understand what we only him and i are going to understand what we went through and like to me like i don't know i kind of like it that way for a lot of you know what i'm saying does that make any sense yeah the the biggest thing about it is a lot of a lot of memories you you build, like you guys, Sean and Ramsey, will build memories that they'll never, on camera or off camera, even on camera, it's not going to bring out exactly what you guys are feeling and doing at the time. We'd like to tell you about our friends over at Right on Trek, a new company that's innovating the outdoors. You know, they for sure are innovating the outdoors, like backpacking meals. I mean, they do... Oh they're available nationwide now in stores, which is super cool. Everybody, you know, across the nation can get uh, get their required meals they need for a certain outdoor adventure. The cool thing that they're doing over there, too, is you can go to their website and you can... Whatever fits your individual need for calorie count, 
you know, how many days you're going. People. Exactly. The number of people that uh, you got going on your trip, they'll help you through that. Um, You know, some people may not be uh, very, you know, keen on what food to bring, things like that. Right. Um, Another bonus they're doing at Ride on Track is they got, uh, they got snacks that are, you know, they're, with each meal, it, exactly. There, that was a shock to us when we we're seeing that because we, you know, we've dealt with some competitors and things. And well, it's funny because they're like, "What is? Do we add the cheese, or do we just eat the cheese?" Right, because we had a cheese stick on ours, and you know, they got a bunch of other things they're putting on. You know, different meals. They got jerky, tuna. Uh, I mean, nuts, crackers. I mean, all that essential high dollar protein that you need on your outdoor adventures. Um. They're another thing that separates them, which is really cool, is they're fresher ingredients. And it's it's truly like you're cooking in your kitchen on a Tuesday night getting ready to go to work the next day. Uh you it's not just add the boiling water to the meal. It's you can sit there and you can stir it, get your chef boy idea on. All that kind of stuff. <laughs> and it, it's 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 a cool experience and it was fun. It was definitely fun for us. Um, they, you know, also one thing that you guys got to check out too, is they are, they have a, uh, Mac and cheese rated number one by the backpacker magazine, which is super cool. We have not tried that one yet, but we are all we're going to, yeah, we're definitely going to try that. Now, the other cool thing that they're doing at Ride on Trek, it's called the wilderness edge. And basically what that is, is a 24 hour, 24 seven, excuse me, automated vending machine. You can walk up check out everything you need. You can even reserve it in advance online. And so what you can get there, you can, it'll support your backpacking, camping, hiking gear, uh, bear spray, meals, uh, essentials, lighters, towels, all that good stuff you need for all your trips. Their first location for the Wilderness Edge will be in Glacier National Park. And it is going to be between the airport and the park entrance. They just wrapped up construction at the end of 2022. And they'll have some pictures of it later on in the spring. They also, if you are a guide, they offer a delivery service. So if you're within a 500-mile radius and you're a guide, you can set up with them to where they will deliver everything you need for clients and whatnot right then and there. If you'd like to get your hand on some Right on Trek meals, this is the best time out of the whole season. All of their meals right now are 14 to 40% off. Uh, which is their 22 lineup. So they must be getting ready to gear up to to give, to bring all of our audience even more um, amazing meals. If you guys are first-time buyers, make sure to use the code REVOLUTION25 at checkout to get 25% off your first order. And if you want to get to the website, you can go check out all of our social medias. Our link tree has the link. Click on the link, go there, put your meals in, get your, use your promo code and, uh, you'll be good to go. So, um, other than that, we have it uh, posted on our website too. So you can get linked from there too. If you're trying to get to the website, get straight to their meals, use our link. Um, and yeah, that's right on track. Like, uh, yeah, I just think that, um, I don't know. I just like keep some of that to myself, I guess. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to do. This was when we started this adventure of Bull Mountain Brothers, it, I never really initially had that vision of being like full-time video guys. You know what I mean? And so now that we're at that point, I'm like trying to transition. We talked about this last week with the um, social media 
like changing you or whatever. I got a lot of good feedback on that video. Oh, really? Yeah. As far as what? People liked it. Oh. Well, and you know, like you've said, you've hit the nail on the head several times when you say like the cool stuff that, I mean, the four of us have experienced together, one, the two of you guys have experienced and the two of us have experienced separately and these two experience, you know, that stuff is super cool. I and mean, like being on film, people would love to see that stuff. Well, think about this right now. Matt would, like me and Sean, when we first saw, first time we went shoulder hunting, well, I guess it was the second year we went shoulder hunting. We see these elk and we get super excited. because we're like, oh, elk, you know, that's what we're here for. And we get down and it's like 10 inches of snow and we're in the snow and we're cold as shit. And all of a sudden here's 31 bulls standing in the trees and they're just, jumping around and making noise and bugling at each other and racking their horns and there's not another person in this world besides me and sean that will ever that are ever going to know what that looked like mm -hmm. it's and it's just well i mean and that, what i was going to say here is uh matt was talking earlier about like how excited he is just to go out this weekend and uh th that's true like think about there'll be times this weekend when it's just the four of us where there's going to be memories that we make that are off camera that that we're going to cherish forever. I still think back about when we did that night ride, not, you know, last year, and we left Sean out in the out in the dark. That was that was that was that was a, that was a fun memory. Well, and well, I scared the shit out of you guys yeah. going through. Well, the biggest thing about it, like for me, I can't speak for you guys, but for me, seeing elk, deer is a bonus. Just being with my boys and bullshit and hanging out and driving around, have a brewski here or there, and. Just tell lies around the campfire. I mean, that's well, Sean. Sean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's true though. That well, Sean, like that. Sean was has spoke recently. It's a figure of speech, Sean. Sean had spoke like recently. <laughs> uh, in a personal conversation, I remember you talking about how you really enjoyed. Um, what? What? Where were we? Was we were doing something last year about this time, and it must have been a shed hunting trip. Um, where you found that shed and we had that fire up on the hill mm -hmm. and like you just really enjoyed that time. Like, mm -hmm. That was a really fond memory and, of yours. And I agree with Sean that that turkey hunt was awesome, but having that fire and that little nap we took there and then you found that shed, that was better than, to me, than the whole hunt. Did we take That them? was the turkey hunt. That was? It was, yeah. Dylan yeah. was there? Dylan yeah. was with us. That yeah. was a turkey hunt, huh? Yep. Yeah. I was like, I can't remember because I feel like yeah, it was I don't hunt. remember. No, no, it was shed hunting. It was when the four of us went. No, 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 because no, dad. No, I found that shed no, on the turkey. It? We, we oh, shot the turkey. Us, yeah. we, we but like, I don't remember Sean being there when dad was there. Was he? Oh yeah. No. Oh, you were. Remember no, when we were no, up on no, top? I'm not, I'm not talking about the hamburger fire. We came. No, to no, game, I know. That was a turkey. Yeah, yeah. Made a fire. Dylan was with us. No, do you remember? Yeah, I was there because remember when we we went on a night ride and it was that night that you guys dumped me out of the ranger and just decided to go. Uh, uh, that, uh, that's uh, the night that we left. Do you remember Dad the conversation the... that we had when Warren decided, because Warren didn't want to go and he was tired, and we were up on top, and we saw that weird light, and we're like, oh, shit's Wait, about to go that, down. Was that the night that Matt turned the lights off yes, on us? You want to dance with the know. devil? Not yeah. only did Matt turn the lights off. He blew the fuse. Matt blew the fuse so the lights could not be turned back on. <laughs> not a problem. Shit anymore. like that's fun. You know, like that, you don't forget that kind of stuff clearly because that, that was over a year ago and well, just, just about to be a year. Cause and all, we still remember the that. only thing we done, we stopped and we we're going to have a, some salami and crackers and we built that fire and hung out and you guys found that shed and it was very peaceful too. And, 
the snow was just melt melting and going away. But that was like the perfect cap to a weekend of just like crazy energy, like crazy like turkeys. Three turkeys were killed in a bear, and like the amount of like I lost my ass hours. in Texas Hold'em. Yeah, Dylan squandered the farm as he would always say. Yeah, but he ended up winning. I think he did. Yeah, but you know stuff like that is just. It's the little things, I think, that go a long way, truly, yeah. on trips like that. Because, like, oh. the big things, like, you know, Dylan shot a turkey, I shot a turkey, Ramsey shot a turkey. You know, it's like, we don't really, like, we don't talk about that stuff, you know? Like, we talk about the little things that we did outside of that, the extracurricular, you know? And it's it's yeah. those well, and now that build I memories think about better. Matt saying that earlier, like, and now I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm very, I'm excited to hang out with you guys and, and do something, you know? I hope the freaking weather gets well, a little well, better. Well, I just want to look for sheds and maybe poke a turkey, maybe, maybe not. Have a fire, have lunch somewhere. We'll get the old sweet nasty out and see what we can do, <laughs> huh? We got to get a new one because remember that broke last year. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i pick one up tomorrow. You guys left it in the floor of the ranger. I'm just going to be honest with everybody. I'm, I'm, I've, I've converted to full mouth, full only mouth calling for turkey. It's quite good. It's quite, also quite annoying because I have to listen to it all the time. But I, I've been taught. Yeah, I, I don't understand those things. I can, <laughs> I can hold my own with it. I think they're easier than alcohol. Like once you get it down, yeah, I think they are. I am not that way. I think you just have to we're figure out. Try your mouth call. I think you get, try the sweet. Dude, should we? We should do that. Yeah. We should like literally go to like two different groups of turkeys just and see which one works. Hunt. And see which one works. No, we don't have to hunt. We'll just call them in and then make give them a high five and yeah, turn them on their way. The no, no, but I, I still want to take a shotgun because I have a turkey tag. And if that beard's dragging on the ground like they were last year, I'm shooting one. Did we get turkey tags? I did. I did too. Surprisingly. I might have to go buy one. <laughs> well, well, the thing well, about it is that after eating that Did turkey, you copy everything on that list? Deep fat fry. Yeah. We should. Okay. If we have an I'm not. I'm not. We should do that. We okay. should. Seriously. Listen. I'm not going out this weekend with any intentions of shooting it with any of us shooting a turkey. But if the situation arises, I won't be mad, and I think we should try and no, cook I these little we, yeah this this turkey these deep fried Nuggets. turkey things. That, that no, wants. we should totally do that. We should like it would be that would be really cool to do like a little like a uh, film thing on like us sh- shoot shoot and cook like a catch and cook type. type he wants thing. to. I told you, I've been pushing for Matt's minute for a long time. He wants to do it this weekend. Well, it's, I think we should. Well, well, the thing is, is is my dad Can has you not pants. be so awkward when I'm videoing you. No, I'll try not to. I'll keep my pants on. This is this is an egg. Uh, this you, you crack crack the egg, <laughs> guys. We just gotta figure out how we want to do it because I I envision Matt doing the like like bringing in like doing some cool like shit like camera work and then like. You know, he cracks an egg. The camera's right here. You know, I don't have it. I got that, that I style. Go. Well, well, so, so I really want to do that recipe I showed you earlier. Yeah. But if we shot a turkey, I'd do it with the turkey instead of chicken. We could still do both. You could do two Matt's minutes. No. And then you have Matt's no. minutes for the next two months. We're not bringing chicken. We have to, we have to put, we have to. L- no, but Matt was making a good point. There's, we can't really impede on, there's other stuff. Wow. Well, we, right? we got other, we mean, when we went out turkey with Dylan as yeah, a turkey hunt winner last year, there with was... With road conditions, he's not going to go up top. He might. But... I bet you the road... Not but, a fucking chance. But who says the turkey's going to be up there right now? I do. I'll make a bet on it. They're there. It's just like... I, w- I would, too, it's, for the amount that we saw. There. I don't know. He said the days and no, it's been no, tough hunting. No. I'll take that bet. 20 bucks? A case. A case? A case? A Bud Light? <laughs> 
Bud Light for you, Coors Light for okay, me. Okay, but whoever whoever loses the okay. bet, whoever loses the bet, <laughs> we're gonna get canceled. Stuff. Whoever loses the bet has to drink that case in one night. Deal. Let's not be stupid. Mm-hmm. This is good. <laughs> they can pick a drink. They can pick a buddy to help. Oh, they're screwed. Well, either way, let's. Well, you're my buddy then. We're, <laughs> we're gonna end this. Hey, we're gonna reel it back in. Either way, I think conclusion is we're all excited. To, we haven't done a a Bull Mountain Brothers trip in. A year. So at this point, have you pretty much just uh, a while committed to not working? Yeah, committed to not working. Have we convinced you to not work, Sean? Yeah, we have. I know that. Listen, listen. He says, I don't know, but here's what's going to happen. I know I'm good enough. I know why Sean wants to work. Actually, I don't. I'm just, I'm making up a story right now just because for Sean's benefit. Um, Let's just say that this is the reason. Why are you telling the story now? (laughs) The tax man (laughs) fucked Sean. So Sean done. wants to work. I'll switch you. So I'm going to write a, a worded letter. To. I'm going to write a worded oh, letter to the tax man, your previous accountant, and say, you're not going to fuck my boy Sean <laughs> out of going hunting this weekend. And Sean's going to come with us. He's already coming with us. I can tell. <laughs> well, I mean, what's the alternative? You guys go out. I mean, you can't enjoy You know, technically, when I walked in here tonight, the first thing Ramsey said to me was, Sean, we're going to flip the script for this weekend because our original plan was going to go... Uh, turkey hunting on Narnia this weekend. We're not technically flipping the script. We're just changing location. Yeah. To a better location with a cabin. Yeah, God, I, I don't know. I don't know about that, though. My own king California king-size mattress. That sounds like There's you're going to get dinner to Friday night. On yeah, Matt's going to cook for you, too. I understand that, but like I'm excited for Sean to try wow. the dinner they're, spot they're really a horse well, piece. Well, I guess I'm cooking for you, and they're having whatever the fuck they bring. Mm-hmm. Hot dogs and Matt. It's really a horse a piece. I mean, there's pros and cons to each. Guys, Matt and I will eat food, and Ramsey and Sean will get to try. Oh yeah, we're gonna do the some reviews this weekend. Chicken Alfredo pasta from Right on Trek. Check that out at our link at bullmountainbrothers.com. Go do. check out rightontrek.com for that, your meals. If you're looking for trail meals, camping meals, and uh, other ones. That's not the meal we're going to do. Okay, well, then maybe they'll do mac and cheese, but still, go check exactly out Right on Trek. Hey, we have we have two, we have four servings of mac and cheese now. We do. We could do a whole lunch review. We could eat a lot of food this weekend. <laughs> turkey, fried turkey and mac and cheese. We'll have mac and cheese for a snack. Dude, there's a lot of calories in that, like, as a snack. I know, and then you it's can run behind the ranger because I don't care about my figure. They, like, I'm already married. Really hard to Actually, you're, like already, you're at a grandpa, so you don't really don't have to care about your figure. Matt's old. <laughs> Did you listen to the podcast last week? I have not. No. Oh, so he didn't hear the very beginning of it. Do you guys remember? I don't. I do. I don't. Do you want to? Do you want to say? I can just. Sentence? I can just, just for Matt. I'll just pull it up right now. Matt, how how old are you? Sixty five. No. Yeah, Sean's just gonna play it over the. Okay, will it, will it play over? I don't know the answer to that question. We're gonna find out. You can play it on your phone. It was Trevor's, right? No, it was. Uh, it's not on. Oh, YouTube. it's not on there yet. Uh, you can play it on Spotify over here. It's it's in the first like oh. three seconds of the video. I'll pull it up. I will pull. Just it. I just want Matt to hear it. Okay. Back to this. Are we? So let's just say we have concluded the talk of drawing. Um, we will conclude it. Actually, let's play this, Sean, and then we'll I'll finish what I was going to say. 
This is Ooh. the Bull Mountain Brothers podcast. It's a nice intro. Does it Bull classify Brothers. you as an adult to own an umbrella? What's You'll hear this intro. Not on the YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're not getting it for you. Oh, um, and now he's the yawn guy. We'd like to tell you about our friends over at Right on Trek. I forgot there was a three-minute ad at the beginning fine. of this I one. Can, I can make this happen here. You know, they for sure are innovating. Innervating? Wow, I'm an idiot. This is a meal right here. Make sure to go check out. We're going to be an ad reading. This is seven minutes long so far. I'm just kidding. Ramsey, edit that in. Know what they're trying to bring to the world. Jeez, how long is this ad? I always like to have equipment. You know what I mean? No, you know what we did? We ran an ad and then we talked about the ad right away. So you've actually gone past it. It's three minutes long. It's like four minutes and 10 seconds. Go back to, you have to go back to me talking about. Use our link. Um, right there. That's it. That's it. Just let it go. You're listening to the BNB Network, and this is the 60th podcast of the Bull Mountain Brothers. No, Your hunt so depends on this. 60 episodes. Yeah. We almost have as much episodes as Matt is old. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was funny. You could tell that was Ramsey's voice, right? Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> uh, and all fun. That was that was. We haven't done a little sidetrack audio for a while. Thanks for bringing that up, Sean. That was a long. That ad, ad reads read. four minutes. Yeah, Holy I can't shit. wait to watch this on video. And I'm sitting here like. Hopefully, hopefully our connections at Right on Track will be happy with the podcast ad that we put in there. <laughs> four minute long. <laughs> Who knows? Um, in conclusion, we didn't talk about. The one thing that was... What is the best news that we got from drawing of the entire uh, thing? Warren J. The legend. Dad drew... Let's just... There's different categories of tags. There's the archery tag that I talked about that's easy to get. There's mid tags. There's not getting any drawings. And then there's tags that are hard to get. And our dad drew a hard-to-get rifle tag, which we couldn't be any... Like, our whole rifle season... I mean, I'll be guiding, so I can't be involved, but... You have to say, like, Ramsey's entire rifle season ha- is going to be dedicated to helping Dad get this bull, right? I really think, so I bought the new rifle, right? And me and Ryder talk really, oh, maybe we should get him one for Father's Day. I'm like, nope. I'm going to hand the torch over to Dad, and I'm just going to let him use your gun Going to let season. him use my gun all season because. Well, and you guys have a big area. I mean, huge area for, for Warren, actually. Well, I think what's nice is we have the one spot that's good sized that we know there's. I mean, you guys saw elk there not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ramsey also has a lot of connections in that whole range um, that I think that if they know, like, my dad's a good dude. So I think that people, like, he's respected enough. I think that if Ramsey put in a word, like, hey, can we try your spot this weekend? They might let him out. You know what I mean? So I think we have a lot of connections. I'm fairly confident that, well, what's really cool is Matt helped dad get his first bull ever last year. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, yeah. He'd never shot one his entire life. Uh, It was a spike. And I might be helping him with a second one. Yeah. And uh, so for dad to shoot his first antlered, you know, a spike. Branch antlered. Branch antlered bull would make my life. Like for him to get one in his life would be really cool to me. To shoot like a legitimate elk, in my opinion. One like that. One like that would be cool. Very cool. It would I make don't, it would make dad's life, I think. 
what the house they have. I don't you know where they're gonna put it, but I, that's the you least can put it my, in the basement because the, 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 their dogs don't go. That's to the, the least of my concerns right now. For him to just be able to get that in his life one time would just make me. And he's had this tag before. The right? ballsiest dude I've ever met in my life, too. We go hunting with Matt, right? Was that the last weekend? Yeah. yeah. And we all got sick. And uh, he's like, I'm not shooting something unless it's a spike. I'm like, yeah, okay, good luck. Shoots the biggest freaking spike I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. I was like, dude, do you ever like, okay. <laughs> have you ever seen like stuff harvested like that? And you're like, I wonder what the hell that thing would have turned into. Oh, yeah. Like, he had the good genetics. Like, the deer that I shot this past hunting season is was young. four. He was four, three five. and a half. Oh, yeah. As young as he was. And how big he was. That thing could have been 200 incher. But we've talked about it before. I don't want to get it. Could have winter here, killed. Like, it could have winter killed, you know. They got I real. Just... Why did bucks get real wide? What is the things that get into that? Is it water or is it food? No, it's with the grass not turning. Staying green, you'll have mm -hmm. white bucks, and then you get really heavy bucks when it when it's green and dries really quick, and it puts all the nutrients in the grass. Because that's what yours was. He was young, but like super. I mean, it was a hundred seventy inch buck, but most of it was because he was thirty inches wide, twenty eight and three quarters. Regardless, but um, anyways, I think uh, the only reason I shot that deer is because it was the one weekend Sean didn't come. <laughs> We're not going to, we've talked about this before, so we're not going to get on these tangents, but, um, but yeah, as far as dad goes, I couldn't, that's like all I can think about. Like there's so many stuff that's going to happen. Hell with, uh, not really, but to hell with archery season. I'm just ready to get that a bowl, you know? What would be awesome is if Dave actually let an arrow fly for once and got oh, his that bowl would be super and cool. warm well, his bowl. That's what I, Matt was like, Hey, you know, Trapper Dave drew the archery tag and I was he like, did. I was like, oh, dude, wow. like Matt, what are the odds that he would actually go with us? Because that would be actually okay. I think that he would try to shoot one, but like I, his history. You know what himself. I think would happen? I think he'd get a ball in like twenty yards, and he'd just sit there and be like, "Man, that's cool." I, I don't think Dave. Oh, no, that's what he's done like four times. I've had him up to like twelve yards. He's like, "Oh, the thing looked at me, and it was like I couldn't do it." But do you know what he can't? He talks nonstop about. That forty, that thirty forty, Craig. Oh yeah, I would be just as happy. I told him, I said, if you're gonna if you're gonna shoot an animal with it this year, I want to at least be there to see. Did he ever find ammo for it? Yep. Yeah, really. He's he. I, I guarantee so, so, you. So so I'm driving down the road and I, they call me. Um, they're like, I just passed you. I'm like, I'm in Columbus. Dave's like, yeah, I found some thirty forty Craig brass over a big timber. I'm on my way to go get her. <laughs> Yeah, like so, you know, it's got to be super important if Dave's leaving his house, dude. I literally every time I've seen him, it's, he he talks to me about it. So I'm like, dude, I was like, Dave, at least let us be there when you shoot something with it. If you're gonna shoot something with it, because I want to see it. I've never even seen what that looks like. It's all it's freaking all iron sights too. Thirty forty Craig is the name, dude. It's like an yeah, eight, but it's gun spelled, from the eighteen hundreds. It's like K R E H G. I'm pretty sure it's like a gun from like the eighteen oh, eighties or something like that. It is. He's all about it, dude. I haven't seen him excited, you know. Serious is lever action? No, it's a bolt action. It is it bold. looks just like this one. Jeez. But the action's crazy. You like just you just like open up this like hatch and then just drop a bunch of bullets in and then close the hatch and it like like somehow feeds it out of there. It's kind of like an M1 Grand. Yeah, I would guess yeah. that's actually very it's a similar. cartridge gun though. I mean, it's still the design is 
Well, similar. I think the biggest thing is, is shout out to Warren Niles for giving them that. I mean, that was Warren's, I think it was Warren's grandpa's gun or something, but. So I think it's old, old. But uh, I, 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 I'm with you. I want to be there to watch him shoot it, but I hope he's with Warren when he does it. Oh, that would be cool too. Um, Yeah, man, we got, it's, you know what? There's certain points of the year that draws your attention because we try to talk about, you know, when it's ice fishing season, we talk about ice fishing. When it's fly fishing season, we talk about fly fishing. Um, and the last two weeks, I think it's like, you know, the drawings that have brought us. We've been really heavily talking hunting lately. I think we're really getting excited. No, we're getting ahead of ourselves. It's only well, April. <laughs> and he says we're going shed hunting, but I bet once we draw bring that first turkey in on the call, he's going to be like, oh, we need to call another one in. <laughs> well, maybe. But I, I've, dude, I want to find some freaking sheds, man. I I keep seeing these. I know they're out there. Oh, we'll find sheds. I'm I know they're out that. there. Like, I want to... I want well, the amount of... I mean, even when I've been out there, the amount of animals that I've seen out there with horns, you're like, where where do they go? I know, the where, I know where they're at. The going is the rock. Okay, that's fine. Which I'll bring a camera. I haven't been there yet. I'm excited. You haven't been there? What were the hole in the rock? Yeah, I haven't been there yet. I told Riley. You guys did that late in archery season. I never went out there. It was like the last week when we found that. I I never went out there after me and dad went and went out there. That was the last time I was out there. And that was the weekend you shot your It's actually, interestingly, very close to where you guys ended up with uh, Macy. With Macy. Really? Yeah. It's that's it's like another a stupid good area. It's like another uh ridge over essentially. And and all honesty if Riley could shoot his bull in a cave. Dude, I see that happen done, so much. Uh, I I'd be if I never hunted again the rest of my life if he shot one in we a cave both I'd be done. Have the same vision of me holding a bull in front of like I I we keep seeing it. I don't know why. Yeah. It's like in front of these Tell caves. me how close it is. This picture in your mind. Tell me how close it is to this. Picture. All right. While you're looking that up, uh, I we're gonna finish the hunting talk, right? Um, I mean, yeah, exactly it. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly it. Except for we'd make it look a lot better. But yeah. um, <laughs> where where are we at on time here? Uh, I think we're I think we're good to close things up here. Oh yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us. In it was fun to talk about. I think that everyone in the hunting industry, like if you're a hunter and you're in a state. You're probably doing some sort of special drawing. I know in Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, it's way bigger because uh, we have stuff like elk and antelope and stuff like that. So, like, you know, it's not like where we can just go buy deer, white-tailed deer tags over the counter. But uh, a lot of people get involved with with draws, and maybe we could give you guys some good information on it, uh, kind of show you how our strategy is, and like kind of what our next step is in the hunting. Because you know, when you're when you're as involved in this as we are, you're thinking about hunting year round, and like you're thinking about what's the next step. And like like I said, our next step is. Shooting our bows, trying to work out. I'm getting um, to 100 yards. And like we're going shed hunting this weekend. We may put, there's a good chance we put some cameras out this weekend. Good chance. We've been talking I about I want to put cameras out. We will put cameras out. Um, so yeah, that. the, that's kind of like the stages that we're at. But yeah, hopefully this was kind of a fun, informative thing on on drawing. And, and maybe you guys can give some input on uh, some of our posts about what you, you know, like how your drawing went and maybe like how you're looking at... Uh, the next year with based off of what you're trying. Uh, in conclusion, is there anything we can talk about BNB related? Well, there's a big announcement going on uh, that's going to happen Monday of next week that um, 
we're not going to discuss, but it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, I think we're we're finally. Our listeners probably hate us. We're always like, we have some huge news, but you have to wait. We're at the uh, we're, the only news we can talk about is we have a fishing raffle that we're going to do. We yeah, so we've kind of hinted it maybe, but May thirteenth of. 2023. I don't know why I put the year in because it's next month. Uh, May 13th at the Squire Lounge. We're back at the Squire Lounge. Thanks to our good friends there. Um, we're joining them for a, I don't know what they're really calling the event. It's like an outdoor uh, barbecue barbecue raffle thing. There's going to be a lot uh, of summer kickoff, I believe. Yeah. So Maybe. it's a, it's a bunch of wrap. It's a bunch of vendors. We're going to be one of them. We're going to be selling merchandise. Um, we might have some gear that we're trying to get a hold of in the form of things that hold things on the wall that might be available. Uh, but biggest of all, we are raffling off that day. We're, that's the only place you can buy them is you come to that event. So make sure you come here and support uh, for the Out of Darkness Suicide Prevention Nonprofit. Uh, we've partnered with them, and Matt has generously given them a uh, – basically what we're giving away is a one-day fishing trip, guided fishing trip on the Bighorn. Uh, hosted by yours truly, Matt. Yeah. Um, 100% of the proceeds go back to them. Yeah, so yeah. everything that we make off this raffle on this day at this place, we're giving straight to Out of Darkness. They're an awesome foundation. And uh, like we keep trying to find these nonprofits and, and, and organizations that like re- mean something to us and we think is a really big deal. And this is a huge one, especially for our region, which is like in the top, unfortunately, in the top percentage of suicides in number one, I think in the United States. Yeah. Um, top, and we, I think, five, I think, I don't think there's a person in this room that hasn't been in some way or other affected by suicide. Um, so we're really happy to be able to donate and we've, and, you know, we know personally some people that are involved in this company that are really amazing people with amazing stories and maybe we'll be able to get them on the podcast to talk about the organization. Absolutely. Someday. I already talked to them. Um, but yeah, so we're giving away uh, a fishing trip. And so come, I don't know what the ticket sales are going to be. I think it's, I think we're going to do like, what was the, how much was the ticket going to be? Uh, $25 a ticket or five for a hundred. Yeah. So, um, come get your chance to get a, a fishing trip, um, and then support a really good foundation. And that's May 13th. And I think, uh, you said it starts at noon. Uh, it's yeah. Yes. It's all day. Um, Noon, noon band starts at eight. Okay, yeah. So, and I think we'll do the drawing for that. And we're going to do sometime between four and six. They're going to do the drawing there. I don't think it's going to be. I don't know if we'll do it live on. Maybe. I think the people that are going to buy the tickets are going to be there. So yeah, um, they're going to do the drawing there. Uh, we'll have our handy dandy golden tumbler there. I'm sure. Um, and unfortunately, I won't be able to be there to see who wins. But these three guys are going to be there, and it's going to be a good time. Um, other than that, everything else is still kind of, uh, we're going to come to the conclusion of all this secrecy here in the next couple of weeks for sure. Uh, l- look at the dates of uh, April 24th and May 1st, important dates coming up. Sure. Um, we're looking forward to our turkey hunt with our raffle winner here next month. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else, uh, check out our sponsors, Right on Trek, F&H Contracting and Fence, um, beardbrand.com and... Headbanger Lures. Yeah. Uh, we'll have some more information on those guys coming in the following weeks. But uh, for now, thanks again for enjoying us. I had a lot of fun talking about drawing results and stuff Absolutely. like that tonight. So um, we'll catch you next week. What do we got next week? What is next week? The 24th? I, uh, we have, uh, I don't want to say his name, but. I, is it a return guest? Yeah. No. Uh, one who skipped a couple, I thought. Had to reschedule, reschedule, reschedule type thing. Maybe. Also think it might be Chad. 
Is it? Sean, talk for a second. I got to look. Who cares? You listen to this. And yeah. You'll find yeah. Out. Come check out the podcast next week. I think we've got someone other than the four of us. Uh, but as always, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you on the next one. See ya. See ya. I just wanted to take a moment of your time to talk to you about one of our sponsors, F&H Contracting and Fence, located in Billings, Montana. If you're looking to spruce up your yard or want a little more privacy for them summer backyard barbecues, or maybe you just need part of your fence repaired, contact our friends at F&H Contracting and Fence by texting 406-661-7484. From front yards to farm yards and even chain link to vinyl, they've got you covered. Now back to the action. Thanks for listening to another episode of Bull Mountain Brothers. Hey, if you're looking for more Bull Mountain Brothers, be sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at bull underscore mountain underscore brothers and Facebook and YouTube at Bull Mountain Brothers. Also, don't forget to check out our B&B store at bullmountainbrothers.com where you can find some super sweet deals on some seasonal merchandise and outdoor gear.